We begin today's meditation with a few sipping exercises to remind us a little treat can go a long way. So pick up your McCafe iced coffees, close your eyes, and deep sip in. And deep satisfaction out. <sighs> Take a treat retreat at McDonald's. Right now, get a McCafe iced coffee in any size and any flavor for just 99 cents until 11 a.m. Price of participation may vary. A whole lot has happened over the past 48 hours in the Breonna Taylor case. Today, I want to break down exactly what has happened and then the big bombshell that we expect to happen sometime tomorrow. This is Sean King, and you are listening to The, the, the Breakdown. The, 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 the Breakdown. The, 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 the Breakdown. A whole lot has come to the light over the past 48 hours in what we call the Breonna Taylor case. You know, there's a part of me that gets frustrated that we even call it the Breonna Taylor case, because in a lot of ways, we should name it after the officers. We should name it after um, Miles Cosgrove and Brett Hankinson and others. But um, we've learned a lot over the past two to three days, and we're scheduled to learn a whole lot more tomorrow. And what I really conclude is that this case is not over. It's it's not over just practically speaking. There's a lot more to learn about it, but it's also not over from a prosecution standpoint and accountability standpoint. These officers, particularly the two officers who shot and killed Breonna Taylor, who were not charged, those officers and many other people who were involved in this case from uh, those who approved the warrant to those who falsified the warrant and everybody else up and down the chain who could be held responsible and accountable here. There's a lot more work to do. Uh, First, I want to thank the team at Vice News. Um, You know, over the past couple of years, there have been a lot of complaints about the work conditions at Vice and even the low level of pay advice, and uh, even um, a a culture of sexual harassment advice. And I know several people who have now just recently, relatively recently, started working there after all of these things came out. And, you know, they've said that the company is on a path to doing so much better, and that's good news because we need uh, credible, fearless news sources involved in cases like this. And we also want them to, uh, to have a certain ethical standard. And so um, congratulations to the team advice for the work they've been doing over the past few weeks. I, I literally think they could win awards for this work. They were the first people to get hours and hours of body camera footage from the scene. Now, we were always told that no police officers who were involved in the shooting of Breonna Taylor had body cameras. Now, we're literally, in a lot of ways, just forced to take their word for it. What we do know now, though, is that multiple officers had body cameras on when they arrived after the shooting. And the team advice 
they have obtained and released uh, a good a good amount of that footage, and it's deeply insightful and incredibly problematic. We see several things in that footage, including multiple violations of policy. One thing we see is Officer Brett Hankinson, after he has participated in the shooting, violates a policy that almost every major police department in America has. He then re-enters the crime scene. This man was just involved in the shooting. And the Louisville Police Department has a policy that when you have fired your weapon and there is a crime scene, you are not allowed to re-enter that crime scene. You are not allowed to participate in that investigation. It is a, a major conflict of interest. And he's not just there. He's asking people, whose bullet is this? Whose bullet is that? Like he's in there. We have, we have no idea. How many times did he go in there before someone had their body camera on? Did he change anything in there? We don't know. What we do know is that he violated a policy that everybody in that department was aware of. And we, we know this not just because officers have since been interviewed about, about whether or not they're aware of this policy, but that officers there on the scene are telling him, you have to get out of here. And not only that, you hear that in the body camera footage from multiple people saying to different officers, you shouldn't be here right now. It was an obvious policy. Again, though, these men thought they were above policy. Again, from how the, the warrant was obtained to how they executed it, these men were, were constantly going up against clear department policy which shows not only frame of mind, but shows just how they really saw themselves as above the law. Uh, Not only that, we learned just yesterday that before the raid, it was a no-knock warrant raid where they, for anybody who said they they were not let into the home, they broke into the home in the middle of the night. Um, We now know that multiple officers raised red flags about the validity of the raid before it even happened. And that's the right. Now, one, they never, let's be clear, they never spoke up about this. We only know that officers were raising red flags about this raid on Brianna's apartment. Remember, Brianna was not a drug dealer. Quit the, quit the BS. There were no drugs in her home. Her boyfriend, Kenny, was not a drug dealer. And um, anybody who's saying otherwise is lying. Neither Kenny nor Brianna had a criminal record. They committed no crimes. There was no evidence of crimes. There was no shadow of evidence of crimes. They're in, in the apartment, period, point blank dot com. There were no drugs there. Uh, there. There was no illegal contraband or anything else in, in their apartment. And, you know, my position is even if such a thing was found in anyone's apartment, it truly does not warrant the danger that people are put in with these no-knock warrants is why the city of Louisville has now banned them. But we now have learned that multiple officers before the no-knock raid and after the no-knock raid raised red flags about it. And again, everybody who was responsible, the supervisors who could have stopped it and called it off, they didn't. Now, the question is, and this gets to the root of 
what we're going to learn tomorrow. The question is, when Kentucky's conservative Republican Attorney General, Daniel Cameron, presented his quote-unquote case, and I have to put kind of air quotes around that, before a grand jury in Louisville, what did he present? What did it say? And we learned some explosive stuff yesterday and are going to learn a lot more tomorrow. And I want to unpack that right after the break. Listen, I rarely promote financial tools or finance companies here on The Breakdown, in part because we just don't really know what they do and if they're a safe place for your money. This is one of the first financial companies that we've ever endorsed. Because here's the thing. If you've got debt and you're ready to really take control of your finances, I want you to listen closely. First off, you're not alone. Our new sponsor, Empathize.com, makes getting out of debt as easy and low stress as possible for everyone. Now listen, Empathize is not alone. It's a tool that puts you in the driver's seat of your money by letting you manage all of your credit cards and loans and debts in one place. They help you see the interest rates on all of your expenses, and they really help you figure out which of your debts needs to be paid off first, which really helps you get out of debt as quickly as possible. I want you to check it out. There's a free trial, and if you want to get started, you can go to empathize.com breakdown. Just give it a try. It's 100% free to get started. Again, that's empathize.com slash breakdown. Check it out. It's a wonderful tool. It's safe and secure. And let me know what you think. As you may recall, last week, Daniel Cameron the attorney general of Kentucky announced that the grand jury did not decide to press charges against the officers who shot and killed Breonna Taylor. And instead that they were only charged one officer who fired some bullets into a wall of another apartment was only charged with wanton endangerment for shooting the wall but that no one was charged with shooting Brianna. Well, if you listen to the press conference after, after he made the announcement, several bulldog journalists in the room said, did you even attempt to file charges against these officers? And if you did, was a, a no bill uh, issued? In, in, in other words, did you present charges against these officers and did the grand jury simply go against your recommendation? He refused to answer it. And what we learned yesterday uh, was that a member of the grand jury, which we don't know any of the people who are on it, grand juries are typically secret. A member of the grand jury filed a suit demanding that the records and minutes and transcripts of the grand jury be released And in their filing, the member of the grand jury all but said outright, "Uh, you are putting some things off on us that are really on you. They did not they did not explicitly say this, but they inferred it 10 different times. The member of the grand jury 
inferred that they were never even given the option to press charges against the officers who shot and killed Breonna Taylor. And they basically said, listen, you are defaming us and discrediting us when the truth is you never really presented this. And so a judge decided yesterday that tomorrow, Wednesday, that the records and information from the grand jury should be released, which is amazing because behind the scenes, our team at the Grassroots Law Project, we have been building a project to demand that those grand jury records be released. And so they're going to be released tomorrow. Daniel Cameron, in what seems to be a mad scramble, then released a statement last night where he then basically said, I will, I will, I will do what the judge has asked us to do. But then in his final paragraph, he basically admits that he did nothing to recommend to the grand jury that they press charges against the two officers who shot and killed Brianna. And that's exactly what many of us expected. And, and we now know that it wasn't that the grand jury found those men innocent or, or didn't find the charges credible or that the grand jury looked at it and decided to go in a different direction. It's that Kentucky's attorney general who was not only endorsed by multiple police unions and police officers and pledged openly that he would be loyal and faithful to them and would support them and advocate on their behalf every chance he got. In essence, he did what he promised them he would do. And he did not even press the case against these officers. Daniel Cameron should have recused himself because he is not an unbiased person in this position. Now we know that another grand jury needs to be impaneled to consider the charges against the officers who shot and killed Brianna. There is an easy, easy argument to be made at the very least for reckless homicide. And here's the thing. If it was reckless for you to shoot the wall, it was reckless for you to shoot the unarmed, nonviolent, essential worker who was in her home who did nothing to you. She was not a, a, a suspect. You said that you saw who had a gun and it was not her. Then why did you shoot and kill her? Another grand jury needs to be in panel. And we're going to begin fighting for that right away. Listen, I've got to run, but I want you to, sh I just want you to understand where we are. What's next. We're waiting for the details from the grand jury to be released tomorrow. I think it's just going to double down on the reality that no case was ever really made against the officers who shot and killed Breonna Taylor. Take care, everybody. Break it down. Hey, my name is Brandon Janice, and I'm the host of Sick Empire, a brand new podcast brought to you by the North Star. On Sick Empire, I interview New Yorkers who, in different ways, fight on the front lines for change in the city during the coronavirus pandemic. Please listen to hear a unique mix of stories from essential workers, small business owners, 
artists, and elected officials who are all experiencing the chaos of COVID in their own ways. Listen to Sick Empire on all streaming platforms. And you can support the show and any of our other podcasts by heading over to thenorthstar.com and becoming a member. As you make plans this season, consider convenient COVID-19 testing from Quest. Get the same test hospitals use without a doctor visit. Simply order online, select from drive through or at-home options, and get the results sent securely to your phone or computer. It's a great fit for your busy life. With over 20 million COVID-19 tests processed, you can count on Quest. So order your test today at questcovid19.com. That's questcovid19.com.